Welcome back to Radiotherapy. I am your host, Calypso, and we are about to dive into Chapter 8 of Conversations in Black. All right, so here we go. Question number one, what does black girl magic mean to you? This question... I don't know, like, I think black girl magic to me has been around for, like, a very, very long time. I think now it's just being, like, owned in this very, like, authentic sort of way as you see, like, being authentically yourself becoming more of a thing. Um, And just black people in general, like, embracing their culture, embracing their, like, natural beauty and different things like that and realizing that the Americanized... Uh, or, like, the standard form of beauty. Um, In a sense, I think, one, it is being a black woman, and two, isn't necessarily what we think it is, and we've been taught to hate our bodies while other people are trying to, like, take bits and pieces of our bodies. So, I don't know. Black girl magic, to me, has been around forever. I guess For me, though, it does stem from that whole, like, being authentically yourself, owning your blackness, however you, like, just owning who you are, I think is what black girl magic means to me. Because I think black women are a very, like, powerful, caring group of people. All right, next question how have the black women in my community empowered themselves in recent decades? Once again, this is one where it's like I just moved, but I definitely do feel like um, black women in media everywhere are taking steps to empower themselves, to put themselves on better ground and owning the spaces that they're supposed to be in, which I do think things like something like imposter syndrome sometimes like negate that. I think it's okay to, I think at the same time though, like if you are feeling uncomfortable or feeling like, whoa, like I think rather than calling it imposter syndrome, I think it's just like being amazed by like the power within yourself to be in spaces and you have to own the fact that like you belong there because you are there. So I do feel like the whole imposter syndrome kind of negates, uh, kind of the empowerment of black women. I think it's just, I think it's something that to me is somewhat of a negative because I, I think that women, black women are in these spaces because they have worked hard. They have made, um, the sacrifices, accepted the challenges of their life and said, Hey, I will not be deterred. I am a force to be reckoned with. So I think my issue is that when you sit, when then there are things like imposter syndrome and different things like that. Not to say that I'm negating, like if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. But I do feel like own the space that you're in because you're only there because you're supposed to be there. I think putting things like that out there into the atmosphere is just like, you don't need anything else to like, you shouldn't be questioning yourself is I guess what I'm saying. So that was like a little bit extra in there just because it's something that I've been thinking a lot about like, um, and you know, like imposter syndrome is isn't something that's, I would say new, but in terms of like the phrasing, 
and people being able to like you know it's one of those things like I never had a word for it before but now like now that that's the phrasing of it I think it's a negative just because we belong in the spaces that we put ourselves in and there's nothing we shouldn't be questioning it nothing that should cause you to question your own existence and we don't need approval from uh anybody except for ourselves but that's another story anyways (laughs) what burdens do black women face that differ from other women and black men um i think the thing with black men i think it's just a i think that is just simply a gender thing um because you know like women walk through the world differently and things like that as a and then with like the whole other women thing I think that has more of like a historical kind of black women have always been at the bottom of the totem pole so I think in terms of like what burdens they're facing are just different because you have all this historical baggage Um, that always has to be addressed. You always have to address, I think, historical baggage in order to like move forward. And that's not like, I think the individual has to address it within themselves and reach a point at which they know what has happened and they have accepted what has happened and then are working towards like, okay, well, what do I want to do differently moving forward and not be focused on other people and what they want other people to necessarily um do for them because I think everybody has their own burdens in life but how you adjust to them um how you live with them whether or not I'm not saying I'm not commenting on whether or not it's right or wrong that you have to live with these different things but I do think that that is really what matters and I think Historically, black women have a lot of baggage and a lot of expectations that come um, from history, you know, and that's why I also feel like the most powerful, I think, in terms of women, in terms of what um, what they can deal with, what they're willing to put up with and still be loving, caring individuals um and I think that's also why there is like that that kind of stigma of anger and oh like you're just an angry black woman and stuff like that but it's like I'm putting up with so much shit I'm putting up with so much shit so like if sometimes I fly off the handle like and but at the end at the same time nobody's got my back you know what I mean so like I think that's it too once again going into the history it's like no one man woman or whatever has had black women's back black women are always like riding riding and dying for other people but nobody at the same time is doing the same for them um in the same sort of way and something that can be looked at from a historical perspective and be like it's just as impactful I definitely feel like times are changing of course but I think we have to acknowledge our history because it has created the problems of the present. And once we accept the, the reality of our history, the complexity of our history and the effects that it has on the present, I think, you know, magic can definitely occur from there.
But in terms of like real specific burdens, I think that's really um, hard to say just because I don't know every single woman and I, I don't know every single woman that's not black and I don't know every single man that is black. But I, I think for the men one, I will say that I think the only difference in burden is that like is the it's the gender aspect. I think how... how black men and black women are looked at in terms of like you know black men being super predators predators is the same thing as saying that like saying to me or is equally equivalent in terms of gender saying uh black women are really promiscuous um and stuff so I think it's just more so like you see more of like the stereotyping of men versus women coming out as opposed to it being something um, different in terms of uh, like it's more of a gender role thing I guess is what I'm saying like I don't think the issue the burdens themselves are like different but only in the sense of gender and the way that these uh, burdens are framed I guess is what I'm saying or at least I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, uh, and then with the, uh, like I said, with other with other women, I think it's just hard because I think when you look at Native Americans, they also have experienced um, extreme um, mistreatment, um, serious uh, forms of erasure, not only like, uh, like culturally, but I mean, in terms of like the physical rape and different things like that, that they had to endure, um, the loss of land, um, the loss of like different tribes and different things like that is very, very powerful. Um, so I do think there, there are things too that are very similar when you look at women, it's just that they're like, there are different levels and everybody reached um, different points at different times. There wasn't never like this collective as women, we need to move together, we need to help each other because at the same time, like all these things are intersectional, like race and sexuality. Um, and there wasn't just like as women, we need to come together because we need like, this is what we need. And this is what needs to get done for all women to succeed. And at the same time, when you have men making laws about women's bodies and what women are capable of and different things like that and on top of that you're dealing once again with the race issue you have to also realize like when you have like the violence against women act and different things like that like inherently due to the racial issues of America even was not equal amongst all women so I think it's more of like women and women, women, all women versus black women. I think it's very much more so like looking at it from a historical perspective of the fact that black, black women are literally at the bottom of the totem pole, always like trying to move themselves forward. Um, while at the same time, they have been the backbone of a lot of different movements, backbone of the men in their lives and all this kind of stuff. Um, and I think, like I said, that's where that whole stereotype of 
the angry black woman, but like she's the only person backing herself up. So um, that obviously over time is going to have an effect on people and those kinds of things transcend time and go into the way that, you know, women raise their children. And the only way to change that is to have this goes into the next question, but it's the question is how can black men better support and empower black women? And my thing with that is I think I was even talking about it with my cousin last night. Um, because one of my friends was like, Oh, you should do a podcast on, uh, black men and like the incarceration and like the destruction of the black family kind of, kind of stuff. And, uh, the effect that that has on children, uh, you know, the way that young men grow up, uh, women and like the way that they may be searching for their fathers, having kids at very young ages due to that, all this kind of stuff. And they don't have men there to protect them, blah, 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 blah. But I was, I was talking to my cousin. I was like, you know, I feel very lucky that in my life, you know what I mean? And this should be the norm that, you know, I've been lucky that all the men in my life have been very great men, you know, and me and my cousin, like I would say, we were talking and he was like, yeah, no, like all the women in our life are very like authentically themselves and stuff. And, you know, we were talking about the different like gender dynamics within our own family and stuff like that. But, and I was like, telling him I was like yeah no like we very much are I mean I'm still on like my journey to authenticity because like I'm going through like changes we're in this midst of this pandemic blah 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 blah. but I was telling him like the only reason that the women in our family are able to be authentically themselves is because of the love of the men in our lives because I know that no matter what they got my, they've got me, you know what I mean? Like, I have that love, no matter whether or not they agree with me, or whatever. My dad has always said, you know, um, and even my mom will say this, like, that my dad has said this to her, but he says, I love you, but I don't always like your ways. And so I've definitely taken that up into my own uh, cultivating my own relationship and stuff like that and realizing, you know, like understanding like what's important and, you know, understanding that there's nobody I'm going to hundred percent agree with. There's nobody that like, um, is going to just, uh, always, you know, you guys are not always going to be like peaches and cream, but I do think that that is something that I think, black men need to do is I think love the women that you're with and realize that once you start to bring children into the world it's no longer about you and I think we have a lot of healing to do between black men and black women I think there's a lot of healing that needs to be done and a lot of like decolonization of the mind and dealing with like the psychological warfare, you know, of why don't you 
like black women now like we're the first to we're the last to get married but the first to get divorced so you think about something like that we're also black men are more likely to marry outside of their race and so there's like this whole thing about like oh well why am I like 35 black women are also getting educated at a much higher rate like we're graduating more than um we're like number one in graduation along with like on the male side like white men which is why I do think that you're starting to see like more of that like interracial couples and different things like that but that's another story but I think there's a lot of healing that has to be done um black men need to be like I love my you know I love the women in my life and I don't necessarily think that means like okay you need to be with a black woman but I do think that that means that when you decide to bring children into this world you need to be present in their lives they need to know that like the men in their lives care about them and stuff like that and that doesn't mean like I mean I, I, I physical presence means something but if that just means like you know like I may not see you every day but I'm calling you I'm sending you a card um or something like that I think that those things are really impactful even if you aren't present I think honest dialogue has to happen between uh, black men and black women, you know, and we need to deal with, you know, what may be like if if they're I don't know. I, I don't know about this one. Just once again, like this is my like my perspective of it and other people's because I know that a lot of people do talk about like we do have uh, some forms of like masculinity that are toxic because you don't have uh men in the home and so like they can only emulate young men are emulating some of the worst parts of like what it means to be a man I don't necessarily know if that's true because like I said that's not my personal experience um and I think like riddling off like statistics and stuff like that like I think experiences speak louder sometimes than statistics do I understand statistics but I think that more so my, I think experience means more because there's something like really, really uh, attached to it. And that's just how I'm going to run my platform. So that's just how it is. But yeah, I think just black men just being loving. And I think like us having an honest dialogue about like the history and like the destruction of the black family. And I think it's also like learning to love yourself. I don't necessarily think it all falls on to black men, but I do think black men definitely need to be there um, for black women and black women need to let go. I think of some of that like historical anger towards black men. And I think that that's like, once again, one of those like epigenetic sorts of things and stuff like that. And if you are in a situation where you have children, I think it's very important that you try to put your own feelings aside, your own anger or whatever aside so that your children can have a a healthy relationship with their father. And I know that there are people out there who are doing things that you... Like, you can have a partner and you're just like, okay, well, they moved on and they have, like, this wonderful family. But I think it's important for you not to, you know, hate on that person for, like, living their life or whatever. Like, make sure you're keeping those lines of communication open. I think 
you know, got to act like an adult, put the big boy pants on, put the big girl pants on and stuff like that. But I, I feel like it's, it's both black men and black women working together, but black men need to be more loving, um, patient and present, um, in whatever form they can be. Next one, how can older black women provide effective mentorship for the next generation? Ooh, I think having conversations and like, I am blessed that like, I have a lot of conversations with one that like the elders in my family are around. And I get to talk to older black women within my family about their life experiences, like being a black woman, um, as well as, you know, navigating the workspace in that, in that form, um, going to school and, you know, like finding strength from within all of those sorts of things. So I think the, in the mentorship, it's just, it really is giving people knowledge and that's something that I definitely try to do like even with my little cousins coming up like let me like put you up on game and I think we all should be doing that for each other like let me let you know like this is what reality is and this is what hopefully in the future this is what we're striving for um but I think it's very important for men and women to be having these conversations but I think for black women particularly like learning how to protect yourself in terms of, you know, how do you find, uh, you know, how do you set yourself up so you're not reliant on the man, you're not reliant on any person except for yourself, and then making sure that you're making good decisions when you are trying to, like, find a mate and stuff like that. Like, what are different things that you should look out for? Um, so I think all of the, I think that is probably the best thing that black women can do for each other, you know, like just in terms of like lifting each other up and making sure that we end up in better situations. And then what resources do young girls need to succeed? Well, I'm not really sure about this one because I really... I'm very much, as you know, like somebody who's very much about conversations, conversations, like talking to people, understanding perspectives. Let's have lots of critical dialogue about different things so that, um, you know, when you're in these situations, you have all this knowledge to draw from when you're making decisions, even though you might not have experienced it. Somebody has shared their story with you. Um, I think access to contraception and knowledge about that, those sorts of things are definitely things that need to be talked about. Um, I think having strong male figures in your life are, are really good things. So maybe something like, but at the same time, you know, I'm thinking of something more like, you know, like in the Boys and Girls Club where they get to interact with, you know, reliable men although I do also think that that can be a recipe for disaster for some people and that is definitely a place where I could definitely see like some predatory things potentially happening I'm not saying that that is happening I'm just saying that like 
I could definitely see how like pairing up an older man and a young woman can look a certain type of way, especially if they aren't related and different things like that. But I think that it's important for them to have that in their lives, you know, Um, because I don't necessarily think it always has to be the father. I think in general, like black men need to like be there and be present and do what they can for the women around them. Um, but yeah, I think that that's it on that one. I think the resource one is always hard to me because I think everybody's needs are different. Um, so the only way to know them is to like, what is it, you know, like looking at their life and having conversations with them to really understand like, what is it we need to do? So that would be like something like, uh, what I think would be beneficial is to go into the inner city, um, talk to young girls and stuff like that, because they need to feel safe is key. So what can we do to like, uh, bolster their safety, whether that's like self-defense classes, whether that's like, um, you know, like, okay, do you feel like unsafe walking home from school? And like, what can we do to mitigate those sorts of things? Um, there's a really good book. I think, oh, I did a, uh, a podcast about it last year, I think, Between Good and Ghetto, really good book. Um, And it does talk about girls in the inner city. And I think that's a really good option in terms of looking at, you know, harm reduction and the effect that like living inside of the inner city and violence affects women. But while at the same time, we only talk about um, what living in these environments does to the men, but the impact that it also has on women and the way that gender roles work within the inner city and what, how women mitigate the violence in their lives and stuff like that. So that is another, I would check that out. Um, You can either listen to my podcast, but I recommend uh, reading the book, reading the book. We all need to be reading, reading, reading. All right, that is it, and I will see you next time.